All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. I just want to help out people that I see in Los Angeles that get involved in police chases. Let me help you out a little bit. You're not getting away. Do you know how I know you're not going to get away? Because I lived in Los Angeles for the better part of a decade and guess what? No one gets away. You see, they do this all the time. The police are chasing people every fucking day. The helicopters are chasing people every fucking day. This is your first car chase. You're a rookie. They're professionals. Look at every other aspect of life and what happens when a rookie goes up with professionals? They lose. You have a 45. They have an armory full of weapons. You're stupid. They chase stupid people. You're going to get caught. I never understood why they even attempt the car chase. If I was a criminal in Los Angeles and the police showed up, I'm just going to lay down on the ground and go fuck it. Why get your ass whipped? Right? I mean, you're going to get your ass whipped anyway, but why get your ass whipped worse? You know, there's a lot. I mean, some a lot of criminals are just dumbasses to begin with. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I got carjacked and that guy was a complete moron. I'll tell you why. The first reason was it was... A, about seven inches of snow on the street. That's the first thing. The second reason was the car I was driving at the time was a huge hunk of shit. How bad was it? It was one of those cars where literally if you would let someone else borrow the car and let's be honest, the way the car looked and the way the car drove, not a lot of people were asking to borrow the fucking thing. If you did in fact borrow the car, I had to give you pre-flight instructions for the car okay now you take the door if the door don't open you got to twist this right and you just and you hit the door three times with the left hand while squeezing this right and when you drive if you if you're going about to hit the stop sign pump the brakes right then hit the gas and hit the brakes and hit the gas and hit the brakes again i know it sounds counterintuitive i know it doesn't make sense to hit the gas but if you don't want the wheels to lock you're going to have to do it you know you just have to spend two, and, and the person's like you know i only needed the car for about 10 minutes so far You've given me 17.5 minutes of instructions. I says, yes, I did. But if I don't give you these instructions, um, we're going to be half, you're going to have to wind up after driving the car being able to give your insurance information to the emergency room when the brakes don't work and you crash into a fucking wall. So this is the car this dumbass decided to stick up and take from me. Hey man, get out, get out, get out, get out. And I'm looking at the guy like, eh. I mean, I was, under normal circumstances, when the guy jumps in your car and sticks a gun in your face, you just kind of jump out. I was confused. I was confused. I was sitting there going, you really? You know, so the, the fact that someone would even break into this car to steal the thing. What? You want this shit? You, hold it a second. Do you know? I spent like $4 buying this car. You just, Dude, the gun you got in your hand is worth more than this car. The fucking coat you're wearing is worth more than this car. The bullets you have in this gun are worth more than this car. What the fuck are you doing? That's what I'm thinking. 
I'm thinking, in fact, if this, if your gun was in the same condition that this car was in, you wouldn't even be frightening. Because I would know the fucking gun wouldn't work, and I would just walk around the car, open up the passenger door, and beat your fucking ass. Kind of dumb ass. See, dumb criminals, man. Dumb asses. Dumb, dumb people. And people always go, well, there's masterminds. Uh, what about those mastermind criminals? You know, those guys who use lasers and this stuff. If you were really that smart, you would be able to figure out a way to get money without stealing it from somebody else. You're not smart if you steal shit. It's like somebody plays a board game. He's the best chess player in the world. Is he cheating? Yeah, he cheats all the time. Then he's not the fucking best. The best means I can walk onto the into the field of battle, need no help from the outside. I wouldn't need any referees giving me breaks. I wouldn't need to hide any cards under the table. I wouldn't have to have a false start. I wouldn't have to put anything in my engine to make my car go faster. I wouldn't have to drug my opponent. It would mean I could walk in full strength, have you walk in full strength, and beat your ass at whatever we're doing. If you can't do that, you're not the best. And if you can't get money without taking it from somebody else, without selling drugs to somebody else and poisoning people that look like you, when it doesn't even have anything to do with whether the person looks like you, just poisoning people in general. If you can't do that, you're a fucking dumbass. Now, before we get too far, I'm, I just want to let, let, let it be known that I'm not talking about people that in good faith try to get a job and it doesn't happen. That's what happens to people sometimes in an economy that's sputtering a little bit. There'll be people that in good faith try to get a job. But you know what those people do? Keep trying to get a job. The overwhelming majority of people are not going to take a gun out, put it to the side of somebody's head and take their vehicle. No, that is a piece of shit. And that guy was a piece of shit. I remember when we went to court and, uh, the judge goes, is this the guy right here that Mr. Thomas has put the gun into your face? And the funny thing about it was, I really didn't even get a good look at the bastard because I was too busy trying not to get shot and also trying to figure out why this stupid motherfucker wanted my car in the first place. And I looked at him and I'm going, he really did need the gun because this guy ain't shit. If this guy walked up to me on the street with no weapon and said, give me your wallet, I would look at him and go, no, no, no. You give me your wallet. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> you know, I remember one time, one guy literally tried to mug me. Uh, I was walking down the street. I was in Philadelphia, my hometown at the time. I was doing some shows. So I was walking to my car and a guy walks up behind me. All right, man, give me your wallet. So I'm about to give him my wallet. Like, oh, man, I'm not going to get shot. Besides, I got paid in a check and that check is in the mail. Only thing I got in my wallet is like 60 bucks. I don't give a shit. So I'm about to go to my wallet. I turn around, I'm about to hand him my wallet. And I look at him and I go, wait a minute. Oh, where's your gun? It, it was right here. I was like, no, no, no. If you had a gun, really, I'd be able to see it. At least show me the gun. I got a knife. Okay, well, show me the knife. He didn't have a weapon at all. No weapon. And he was trying to mug me. No weapon. And I looked at him, and this, this is one of those weird situations where, <laughs> where, you know, it, it looks like it was, it's some kind of scripted bullshit and some kind of scripted bad bullshit 80s cable movie that you watch in a hotel. I looked at him, I'm going, dude, you're like an inch taller than me. 
I'm about 20 pounds heavier than you. I said, I mean, can you even fight? I mean, do you have any martial arts training? What difference does that make? It's because I have a little bit. There's a very good chance I could probably kick your ass. I mean, if you're going to take my wallet, at least show me some, show me a knife, a gun, a bat, point to some, point to some accomplices across the street. How am I going to go home or go back to my hometown or see my friends, right? If you take my wallet and you have no weapons, I'm insulted that you would even try to take my shit and not have any weapons. In fact, I should beat your ass right now for even going through this shit. So I'm yelling at him. What kind of jackass tries to rob another man with no weapons? Man, I'm insulted by that shit, you punk ass. Oh, hold on, man. Just take it easy, buddy. He's actually, now it looks like I'm the robber because I got a wallet in my hand and I'm yelling at him. So I put my wallet back in my back pocket. He's like, all right, take it easy, man. It's not that serious. It's not that serious, man. Fuck it, man. Come on, man. And then he runs away. Dumbass. So, I just want to say, criminals, listen, you're all fucking morons. There's other ways to get money without taking it from somebody else. So, if you've ever stolen from something from somebody, if you're planning to steal something from somebody, I just want to say for, for all the victims of crime, past, present, and future, fuck you. I'm going to be serious for a minute, and I want to talk about ROI. Do you know what that is? That's a term called return. That means a return on investment. And the first time I saw it, I didn't know what it was. It was on the back of a video cassette, a VHS cassette, which ought to let you know how long ago that was. <laughs> and I, I, I really didn't understand what it meant. They just said ROI on the back of it. And what they were talking about was that when the people who own the video stores made an investment in a movie of a specific genre or from a specific company or by a specific actor that they would get a return on their investment of X, meaning that person would be worth the money to invest in. And they would make their choices based on that. And I think that what we notice is that many things in business, this being one of the terms, is applicable to our everyday life. We have to make sure we have to check things that we're involved in and see what the ROI is, return on investment. Many times we invest in things that give us absolutely no return, and it's not a good idea to do that. It happens many times in relationships. You, you'll be dating someone, and you'll be thinking that one thing is the goal of the relationship, and the other person is thinking something else. And you'll be thinking that you're heading towards getting married, and another person will think, nope. I remember when I was younger, um, I met a woman that I wanted to get married to, and uh, we were dating and we were going along the whole time and we were having a great time. And I'm thinking the relationship is going in one direction. And obviously she thought the relationship was going in another direction. And the moment I found out about it was a, an interesting thing. It was an interesting moment when I found out that she was thinking in exactly the opposite way that I was thinking. We were driving down the road one time and we were having a good time laughing and joking. And I saw a lady doing something with her son. I forgot exactly what it was, but whatever it was, it didn't fall within the standard, stereotypical, masculine things to do. And I was a young guy, and so I, I didn't really like whatever she was doing. And I said, I know one thing, that's never going to happen with my son. And she was re re replying back to me, and she was talking about what she wanted to have with her son. 
Um, now I'm thinking because we're in a long-term relationship that we're talking about, you know, if we had a kid in the future, if we got married in the future. And I said, yeah, well, I'll tell you one thing. And I'm just kidding with her at the time. I said, huh, I know one thing. You ain't doing that to our son. And we, up until that moment, everything was light and fun and we were having a great time. And she stopped and looked at me and she said, listen, when I was talking about having a son, I didn't mean with you. Now, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> it wasn't even necessary because literally we hadn't had really any fights. We hadn't done anything uh, that would make me feel that the relationship was going in the wrong way. She was nice to me up until that point. We were having lots of sex. I mean, it was just really a great relationship in my mind. But I was thinking that this was someone I was going to go on to become uh, the husband of. And she was thinking of me as just someone to have fun with for right now. And since everything was going well, why change anything? So when it came to her future, for some reason, in her future, I was not in the picture. And up until that moment, I didn't know that. And what did that mean? It means I was not going to get any return on my investment. I was looking for someone to spend my life with, and she was just looking for someone to have fun with. Now, as a guy, you think that's cool. You go, well, what are you doing? You're getting all the sex and all of that, so what's the problem? Well, the problem is, if all you're going into the relationship for is to have fun and jump on top of a lady, well, then it will be fine. But if you're looking forward to spending your life with someone, then it's not fine. Now, I didn't know it, <laughs> and... I had felt it, but I guess that was the moment I didn't love her anymore. At that moment, I did not love this person anymore, and I really just didn't even want to be around her anymore. Now, being a young man, I, of course, had lots of sex with her for three more months because she was hot. But I realized that it wasn't a good idea to be around her anymore any longer than that because there would be no return on my investment. I don't think anybody should do anything if there's no return on investment. And I'm talking about friendship relationships exactly the same way. If you're hanging around with someone and there's no benefit to you, meaning at the very minimum, someone who's pleasant to be around. And at the best, someone who enhances your life by either teaching you something, by being an example, teaching you something by always striving on their end to be great at what they're doing and inspiring you. That's really not somebody you need to be around, is it? There's no return on investment in that relationship. And I think that's how people could run their lives and how people should run their lives and how I've chosen to run my life. Now, by saying that, I don't mean that I'm going to get rid of anyone just because they can't benefit me in some overt way. I'm not talking about that. If you're, like I said, if you're pleasant to be around, if you're fun to be with, if you're a great guy or gal being a friend, I think that's a great return on investment. You know, uh, harmonious relationships are great. And if you're a friend and fun to be with and a benefit in some way, then of course, of course I'm going to want your friendship. And your friendship is the return on the investment. But if I'm dealing with someone who's negative all the time and someone who's always putting down your dreams and your plans and someone who's not conducive to you becoming successful because they're always in the way, meaning hindering everything that you're doing, there's no return on investment there. And I don't think you should do anything where there is no return on your investment. And I won't. And my suggestion to you, my friends, if you're listening to this, whether you're listening to this running on your treadmill or whether you're listening to this in your car or whether you're listening to this at home on the computer, I don't know where you listen to this. But I would just say 
If you're not getting a return on the investment on anything that you're doing, it's not worth doing because you're wasting your time and your time is too valuable. Don't waste it. Well, all right. Thanks for coming by. Hope to see you again soon. S. Anthony out.